welcome to Pursue the Pool, the podcast that is geared towards helping people who are looking for a career change or for those who want to pursue their own dreams and set up their own business. Now, how do we differ from all of the other inspirational podcasts? Well, we interview people from a range of industries. So if you want to set up your own restaurant or marketing agency or floristry, whatever it might be, we have someone specifically from that industry to tell you where and how to start, the highs and the lows, and most importantly, the truth. So we are one group, one community, and we have all of the answers. Now, I am your host, Stacey Bevan, and today I have an amazing guest called Kalena, who is a highly established self-employed expert vocal coach, First of all, thank you for joining us, Kalena. We really appreciate the insight that you're about to give us. Thank you so much for having me. No, we are re- we are so excited. I'm especially excited <laughs> for this for this interview. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> good, good. So before we go into the questions that have been devised yep. by our audience, I just want to give a little bit of background into what it is that you actually do. Yeah. So, amazing. Cool. So you are an expert vocal coach and you are passionate about equipping and empowering singers with the tools and techniques to unlock their true potential and become self-diagnostic singers. You have over 18 years experience in the music Mm -hmm. industry as an artist, but also as a vocal coach. You understand the demands of the modern day performer and the essential role vocal training plays in developing and maintaining their voice. And you provide contemporary cutting-edge vocal technique training and coaching sessions online also. You are also one of the vocal tutors at the Institute of Contemporary Music Performance in London. That's amazing. And you've helped many singers optimise the functionality of their voices, including, and now I'm going to try and get the names right, everybody. (laughs) It's Brandon Flowers, who is in The Killers. Aisha Jawando, who plays Tina Turner in West End. Arrow Benjamin, who wrote the song and is singing on the song Running, Lose It All by Beyonce. Jungle Boy, um, who's Explains, and that's with Zane and Rehab. And then also Alyssa, who sings Heart Ain't Gonna Lie and Jonas Blue. So your clientele list goes on and consists of major record label artists, Western performers and aspiring professionals. Now, before I go straight into the questions, yeah. like I sound really excited because this is such a competitive industry and we have so many people that message us and say, can you just bring on someone who has any knowledge about this industry, like where to start? So I know our viewers have been asking for this as well. So before we begin, I'll just, if you don't mind, could you just go into your background? So like, what did you do before you actually started and went straight into Mm. this and went working for yourself as well? Was you working before and was this just a, how, how did it all come about? How did you know this is yeah. what you were meant to do? So basically, I was at a really crazy period in my life when I started um, vocal coaching. I started CM Vocal Coach. And um, I wasn't really doing much music at all, actually. I'd kind of given up on it a little bit in order to work. So I moved from Stockport, Manchester to Brighton. I studied music. And then from there, I moved to London in order to be in different girl groups. And I was in a girl group that had nine girls in at one point. 
But anyway, I digress. But um, so what happened was I moved to London and I realized that London is just super expensive and I needed to be able to live. So I ended up working. I kind of got involved in corporate jobs. So I started working at Merrill Lynch, which is an investment bank. I was kind of like the back office cashier. Um, And then I was a PA for a little while as well. And then, yeah, I just kind of decided from Merrill Lynch that I really wanted to begin working on music. So I wanted a bit more time to do that. So I looked for a part-time role and then I began to work on music in my part-time role. And then from there, that's how I kind of got started vocal coaching. Um, And I got started because I was in church and I was part of this worship team that just had crazy amounts of singers on the team and they were coming to me and they were asking me to help me anyone that was interested in auditioning they'd come to me and they'd ask me to help them with their voices and I didn't really have much experience as a vocal coach just from being a singer you know so I helped them and then from me helping these singers I just it's something happened like it's just like something just, just it just dropped like this is what I'm supposed to do like this is what I'm supposed to do like and and I can't really explain it but I I always think about it now because I'm kind of like I think it's the helping it's the actually helping people really try and pull out of them what's already in them so I don't even know if um, it's necessarily the vocal coaching itself but the fact that that's just a vehicle in which I use to serve and help others if that makes uh, sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That that makes an awful lot of sense. And when you did the transition, did you kind of dive straight in or did you have a plan beforehand? And did you have any money? Did you need any investment? Like how did that be fold, if you like? How did that work? Yeah. So I guess I did make sure that I was working part-time. Like there was no way um, I I was thinking I could just dive into this. Um, I wanted to build it up over time. So I had a part-time role um, in an architect firm as the office manager. I did that for about a year whilst I was building up my clientele. And, um, and in terms of investment, I didn't really need that much because it's a service. Yeah. You know, so it's not like I needed some funding to be able to create any products. It's a service. So I just needed to find space to to teach people and to coach people. And then mm-hmm. I found that. So that's all I needed to get started, really. Wow. And yeah, with the initial you... coaching. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> how did you actually go, go like to get your first client? Did you mm-hmm. go direct? Was you approach? How did you get that first client? So what happened was when I was being approached by these singers in order well, to help them, eventually I was just like, I'm going to just start charging a small fee. <laughs> so then I just started charging like a little bit and then a little bit more. And yeah. the more experience I got, I, you know, decided to charge more. And then I did some training um, because I think just learning, well, coaching in itself and just doing that from being a singer, you need to learn about the voice, the anatomy, the physiology, the science behind singing. So as I began to learn more about that, I was investing in myself and my growth. Then I started to charge more, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And and that kind of brings me on to the inspiration aspect. Did you, to anyone that you followed or, you know, any YouTube videos that you watched just to kind of see how it all worked? Is there anything that you yeah. did in terms of that? You said you've learned a bit, but is there anything else that you did from an inspiration yeah, so, point of view? 
So I'm always, I am always listening to different podcasts. I listen to lots of different podcasts, like I probably listen to about 20 podcasts a week. Um, I read as well. So, and it's not only just in, in terms of like the singing side of things. Like I, I just love learning about, about me becoming the best version of myself because that really overflows into everything else. You know, if I'm trying to live my life in an excellent way, then I'm going to be working in an excellent way. So I'm constantly listening to podcasts, reading books. So I listen to like, probably you listen to the same podcast as me, Diary of a CEO, Impact Theory. (laughs) Like the books, my favorite book um, is um, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. I love Robin Sharma, 5am Club. There's this amazing lady called um, Vanessa Fan Edwards okay. that I really love. And mm-hmm. she's um, got this book called Captivators, which is about succeeding with people. And it's, a, it's oh. an amazing book. I would highly recommend to read it. And then um, I'm just trying to think, gosh, there's so many. Oh, there's John Maxwell. John, yeah. John C. Maxwell. He's got this book called The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. And mm. I love that book. It's amazing. I've probably read it a few times. Yeah. But just gives you the tools and the principles of life just to really, you know, be be your best and how to really um, reflect on life and, and just be aware of yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. so good that you're saying that, that you've kind of come outside of not just following people that are, you know, relevant to your industry, but mm. for your personal growth and everything as yeah. well. That's, yeah. that's you know, that's really good to, to, to say that to people and that is what people should do. But um, how do you stay motivated? Because at the beginning, when you're going into something and you're trying to get clients, it's so difficult and there's a lot of fear involved. So how do you overcome that fear? How do you stop yourself and, you know, from 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 quitting basically how did you how did you do that what was it for you so for me I mean we all have self-doubt and you know sometimes from time to time and I definitely um I've been struggling with that and have struggled with it a lot in the past we're all on a journey right um but for me I really have um like a routine where I think it's my morning routine really helps me. So I I wake up super early and I do a lot of, um, it's almost like priming myself. Tony Robbins talks about this. It's like priming yourself for the day. So I, I wake up super early. I meditate. I, um, ask myself three questions. What am I thankful for today? Um, I'm asking myself, what do I want to achieve for the day. And then I ask, how can I make a difference in my world today? I mean, I can wake up and feel a little bit like, you know, like we all can do in the morning. But then once I've asked myself those questions, like I, everything just, it just brings life into perspective, you know, and that like really, um, that just really keeps me motivated to be able to just carry on and doing what I'm doing. I think it's all about um, when you kind of know what your what you feel like you're called to do, and and then you can just try and we all have down days and whatever else, but try to really just enjoy life within that and just mm-hmm. enjoy the process and the, just the becoming better. Yeah, and like that's what like the progress is what really helps me motivate me to keep going and then to keep getting better. But I think that you have to have like systems in place that are going to help keep you in the best place possible. You know, Mm -hmm. so if you're going to be down, you have to think about, okay, what, what strategies do I have in place to help me kind of come back from that and keep me going? Yeah. Good. Exactly. Okay. So um, how did you, 
grow your business and was there any kind of crisis early on that you had to overcome and how did you do that how did you grow your client base yeah so with me it was all about word of mouth it was definitely more about word of mouth when it comes to growing the business. I think that the music industry is so small, really, and everybody kind of knows each other. So it was definitely more from word of mouth. And um, just being in environments where there's just a whole bunch of singers around and people were recommending me a lot. So that's pretty much, there was obviously some online as well. I mean, I did get one of the, um, one of the artists that I worked with that you named earlier. I got that through Instagram. Wow, like how how did that come about? They just contacted you directly or? Yeah, so they must have found me on Instagram and they were like, um, this person needs a vocal coach. They're on tour at the moment. Um, can you work with them? And uh, I was already working with another artist that was on that label as well. So I thought that maybe they'd heard from me through the label, but it actually wasn't. It was through Instagram. And then, you know, I think two days later, I was off. I was like, see ya, bye. Going to work with this person. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is incredible. Yeah, wow. Really so cool. it, it just grew kind of, so it was purely recommendations. I mean, so from your first clients and starting like that, how did you make that leap into, or like you say, was it just mingling in the right circles and meeting yeah. the right people? Yeah, definitely. Just being in the right circles, um, being around a lot of singers, and it literally just grew from there. Just grew from there, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Okay. And so what would your advice be to people that, first of all, want to get into this industry and then second, want to actually work for themselves? Like you're doing an element of both. So Mm -hmm. what advice would you give to people that want to get in this industry, first of all, and then again, want to go self-employed and be, you know, purely independent? What, What advice would you give? Okay. So to get into the industry, I would probably say that as a singer or as a vocal coach or... I'd probably go for both. So let's start with yeah. as a singer, because I've had a lot of questions about that first okay. and foremost. Yeah. And then as a, as a vocal, because it's, it's very different nowadays to what it used to be. So yeah. what would your advice be from a singer's point of view? So it's definitely changed, especially from how it was back in my day. Um, a lot of the time back in the day, they used to take an artist, a record label and develop them into a product. But now you pretty much come as a product. So you would, I would probably suggest really just putting yourself out there. Um, networking is just a super important part as well, because it's sometimes it's, it's about being in the right place at the right time. But within that being prepared so making sure that you are training you're doing all your vocal training you're like you're spending time on your craft really developing and then if you're just in the right place at the right time it's like preparation meets opportunity right yeah Mm -hmm. oh my gosh that's incredible but don't wait prepare be preparing you know be preparing I'm always saying this like when I'm working with um like artists and you know maybe they're not nothing's happening at the moment for them but I'm like prepare be preparing because the thing is is that you just don't know whenever it blows whenever you're you're you know you're told right you're touring with this person be ready like you know build up the vocal stamina build up the skills build make sure that you're ready because if you're not ready you know 
that's when things can happen with the voice. Sometimes, you know, if there's vocal issues and someone hasn't really kind of like spent the time yeah. to develop their technique. So I'm just like, just always be preparing, be in the background. Yeah, you don't want to miss those opportunities, right? No, no, you don't. You don't. And assume yeah. that it's going to happen. So like that, that's that's really good advice. And and in terms of like, you know, how it, it has changed, you know, there's a lot of social media now. It is a lot more competitive, yeah, you is. know. So that's why I asked the question earlier on about motivation because. Yeah. You know, everyone says in this industry, like, it's really difficult. There's a lot of amazing singers out there, but it's so competitive. So is there any advice you'd give from that point of view? It's about, like, what what separates everyone? What separates? What would separate you as an artist? So I think that coming across a lot of singers... It's, it's the work ethic, the mindset, the believing in yourself, like what sets you apart? Because I'm just going to give you an example. So say that, for example, I'm working with a singer and they're like, yeah, I want to be this top recording artist. You know, I really like, I want it all. You know, I want to be well known. And then I'm like, okay, but what are you doing to make that happen? Oh, no, I'm, yeah, so I went out with my friends at the weekend. Oh, yeah, I'm watching this TV series at the moment. I'm like, but what what are you doing? I'm like, did you ever watch um the that Beyonce, um, what's it called? Uh, the documentary that she yeah. did. Yeah. I'm like, this is what I say to everyone. I'm like, seriously, Beyonce, if I'm correct, like, I'm pretty sure she works for three months on the songs and then for yeah. three months on the choreo. I'm like, guys, Beyonce been doing this for like decades I'm she like, just had a baby as well from what I, I can remember I'm, I was like <laughs> it's crazy I know but I'm like but my point is like if she is practicing that much what is everybody else doing yeah. like what are you doing like sometimes it's like we're in this um we're in this time where it's a microwave society everybody wants things quick no one yes. wants to go into the oven anymore no one wants to do the work they look at that and they're like i want that but they're not willing to put in the work they're not willing to count the cost they're not willing to make the sacrifices the sacrifice yeah. might be you're not going out at the weekend you're in and you're working on your craft you're working on your production you're working on your voice you're like you're obsessed with this you're working yeah. on it you know so that's my thing and I'm, I think sometimes I can be a little bit harsh with that when I'm working with singers and really getting that across but I'm like seriously because I see so much potential in so many yeah. people that I work with so I almost get a little bit frustrated <laughs> with it because I'm like come on like yes. what are we doing there's so much in you like wow just, yeah it's and it's like, that make consistency sure. as well isn't it just being it consistent is, yeah. with your craft it is it is but yeah, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, what can we do? We can only all we can do is love, support, and encourage and inspire. And then exactly. it's in what they want to do with that, you know? Exactly, <laughs> so, yeah. exactly. And then from the vocal vocal coach side, mm -hmm. what would you say for people that were interested in in, in going down that route and, and how to, mm -hmm. to start really from, from that point of view? Yeah. Okay, so I would say that. Actually, being a singer is does not make you being a really good singer does not make you a really good vocal coach. Yeah, there's um, yeah, it's really important that 
um, if someone wants to get started as a vocal coach and they are a singer, that they actually, you know, begin to learn about the anatomy, the physiology. They really understand, you know, the larynx, the vocal cords, just all the muscles that are kind of involved so that they can do a really good job of coaching the people that they're working with and not destroying voices along the way, because that's also happening. Sometimes oh, I have no. to undo some work. <laughs> I have to undo some work and building some good habits from what another vocal coach has done. But, yeah. you know, maybe this, I don't know, maybe the, the training was a little bit different or whatever. Anyway, I'm not judging. I'm just saying <laughs> that's, that's the case. Um, but yeah, like I would say that get, get, be part of um, a network of vocal coaches, you know, so that you can stay accountable. It doesn't mean that you have to take on any particular method because I'm not about taking on any particular method. Yeah. I like to... Um, I don't like to put myself into a box as a vocal coach. I like to take from different methods, but yeah. really just like try and just network with other vocal coaches. If When you start doing training and webinars, you start to meet people anyway, you yeah. know, and then, um, and then, yeah, then just start, you, you know, working with singers. Sometimes you just have to start and then you learn as you go as well. So it yeah. doesn't mean that you have to, you know, be like, oh, I can't start until I've started to learn a little bit about it. It's like learn as you go you know yeah. and then you experiment because you know what's exactly. really exciting sometimes you do like webinars or you do like some training and then you come in and you work with your client and you're like oh and then <laughs> this let's try it out you know so yeah but I would say I would say pretty much that in terms of like getting started as a vocal coach and just doing the best that you can do like being the best that you can and then yeah. people talk you know people talk so good and I mean last because I could sit and talk to you all day but <laughs> same <laughs> <laughs> I love your energy. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> so positive. Um, but what advice? You know, because people are in this position where they're working full time at the moment. There's a lot of people that want to go self-employed and want to work for themselves. What advice would you give those people that are kind of in a situation now where they're thinking about doing it and they're not sure about? how or, or what to do to take that leap um, and again there's a lot of fear there so what what advice would you give to someone who said look I want to be self-employed yeah. I want to work for myself I've got this job I don't know how to transition I don't even know my passion like what would you advise so oh if they don't know their passion <laughs> well that as well yes yes oh, oh my that. goodness this is a really big question <laughs> like, where do I even start with this um so I would probably say, gosh, if someone's just in a full-time job and they like maybe not liking their job and they want to yeah. do something else. Hmm. They know what? they want to work for themselves, but they're not yeah. sure whether it's worth the risk because it is it is quite a big risk, especially like for, for some people financially independent, you know, dependent on that. Yeah. But like, you know, if someone said, look, or let's say they did know what they wanted to do and they said, look, I know what I want to do, like, but I'm just scared. Like, what advice would you give them as opposed to look, you know, because working for yourself is very different to being employed. There's yeah. a lot of aspects to it. So what would you advise? Yeah, so I would advise, um, so if they know what they want to do, yeah. to do the research, really like look into what it is that they want to do, whatever um, whatever sphere it is, like look up competition, look up how much people are charging, um, look up if it's a product that you want to produce, like make sure that you do the research and that you understand exactly what it is that you yeah. want to do in terms of your business. Um, 
I think it's important for someone to be passionate about it as well. So really having that passion and that actually having the passion is what I forgot to even say this earlier. Passion will keep you motivated as well. If you you start a business that you're not really passionate about, you might be motivated for a little while. So passion is super important to have that passion um, for what you're doing. And then um, I would probably say that there are some people that I know that have just jumped straight in. They've left their job and they've jumped straight in and they've done amazingly well. Yeah. And then there's some people where maybe it doesn't necessarily work out that way. So for me, I'm definitely like, I'm definitely about really taking risks, <laughs> but I would, I would probably like do it where I find a part-time job. And then I really begin to roll it out. But it might even be the case of like, if you're working full time, like you're going to be spending, you're pretty much going to be working a lot because you're going to be doing all of your spare time is going to be researching. It's going to be really like getting it, getting it on the go whilst you're still working, you know? Yeah, definitely. So so yeah, I I think I I hope that helps. I'm I'm certain that it will. I'm really sure that it will. I mean, you have been incredible. I've loved talking about this with you, you know, like thank you for being so vulnerable. And I know that a lot of people are going to be watching this and listening to this on the podcast and just being like, I think you've you've been, you know, you've given people a lot of inspiration as well because you've been so positive about it. We've also been very real um, and and very honest about the industry and how how you have to be. So it's been incredible. And I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. (laughs)